welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on November 6th, Lord's Day Service. time of confession for sin and the exhortation to prepare us for that this morning comes from James uh, chapter 5 verse 16 which says therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed when you became a Christian you were saved from your sins but you were also being saved from your alienation from God and from your isolation from your fellow man when you are saved you are saved into the body of Christ. So look around the room at your brothers and sisters in the faith. They are part of your salvation. Our verse today is about confession. As a Protestant church, we don't do confession the way that the Roman Catholic or Eastern Orthodox churches do. For them, the practice of confession is a a very big deal, um, on par with baptism or communion. And in fact, uh, they don't believe that you should come to communion unless you have gone to confession with a priest first. We don't agree with this, the practice of going to confession in that way, but we can certainly acknowledge that there is a scriptural basis here for the practice. In Matthew 5, Jesus says, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. In other words, Jesus is saying that he's not interested in worship from those who are not living out their faith daily. The two greatest commandments are love God and love your neighbor. So don't show up on Sunday expecting to please God with your worship if you're not dealing with your sin against your neighbor during the week. And by the way, a quick side note. Some might wonder why we leave so little time for silent confession during our worship service. It's usually only a minute or so. That doesn't leave much time for confessing all my sins that I committed this last week. Well, that's intentional. We don't want you uh, to save up all of your sins throughout the week so that you can confess them here at church. This worship service is is supposed to act as a pattern for your daily life. We should be confessing our sin constantly as it happens in real time, not storing it all up for Sunday. So we don't teach that you must go to confession with a pastor before you're permitted to come to the Lord's table, we do want to obey Christ's commandment uh, to deal with our sin throughout the week. Sabbath worship is certainly the pinnacle of the week for Christians, but it is not the only time or place to confess your sins. So, back to our passage from James. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. We ought to be confessing our sins, not only to God, but to one another. Who exactly should you be confessing sins to? Well, for starters, if you sin against your spouse, go and confess that sin to your spouse. Uh, Go and ask them for forgiveness. If that sin was more public, then your confession and repentance needs to be more public. But what about private sins? Struggles, challenges, temptations that may have developed. They may not be directly against a particular person, but you're convicted that a sinful pattern or habit is developed. The temptation is to think, well, this is private, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. 
and, uh, and, and keep confessing it to God, and eventually he'll deal with it and take care of it. Well, yes, uh, there, there certainly are plenty of times where you catch yourself thinking a sinful thought, and the best solution is just a quick prayer and to turn away from it. Um, but our passage in James says, again, I'll quote, Therefore confess your sins to one another, that you may be healed. So if you want to be healed from your sin, go confess them to others in the body of Christ and pray together with them. If we're interested in mortifying particular sins, then we need each other. The body of Christ, your brothers and sisters in the faith, are an aid in your sanctification that God has given to you. And in fact, the believers here today have vowed to do just that for you and your family, as we all did just now for the Brooks family. That's one of the reasons church membership is so important. You need to bind yourself to a covenant body of believers. We're all sinners, and we must constantly deal with our own sin. As John Owen put it, be killing sin, or sin will be killing you. If you're struggling with something, if you have something in your life that is sinful or unhealthy, don't wait until it has gotten so bad that it's turned your whole life upside down. Don't wait until relationships are destroyed. Deal with it quickly by going to someone, a friend, an older, wiser, godlier person, someone. Ask them for prayer and for wisdom. Don't wait until it's a crisis and the elders or the pastors have to deal with it. You can go to a friend, a sibling, or a parent to confess your sin and get their encouragement and their prayer at any time. Of course, your pastors and elders are always available, but pastors are not the only qualified people to speak to you about your sin or your struggles. We're reformed. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. All of you are filled with the Spirit. All of us are guided by God's word. You have the ability to speak truth and wisdom into your brother or sister's life. So why don't Christians do this more often, confess their sins to one another? Well, one of the main reasons we don't, we don't is fear of judgment and a fear of losing the esteem or the respect of the people in the church. Well, that's also a sin. <clears throat> that's also a sin. Let's not make matters worse. Don't fear man. Uh, fear God. Live coram Deo, before the face of God. Care more about being right with God than about keeping up appearances. Remember, uh, hypocrites aren't people who just woke up one day and said, you know, I think I want to be a hypocrite today, right? Hypocrites begin as people who believe in God's standard. They believe that it's right and that it's good, just like the Pharisees did. But then, because of their fear of man, uh, that they, because they fear man more than they fear God, they start hiding their sin, and they start pretending to uphold the law publicly while secretly clinging to their sin. Conversely, godly people are, are not some special class of, of Christian who just never struggle with sin. Quite the contrary, people are very con conscious of their sin. They're very aware of it. The difference is that they're just regularly dealing with it. So here's an illustration. You walk into a friend's home, someone from church, and it's immaculate. Like, it's just clean, it's perfect, it's beautiful. Uh, so should you think, oh, wow, these people just must never make messes. These people, how nice would it be to live with people that just that were so clean like these people? Well, no, they don't, they make all the same messes that you make. Uh, they make all the same messes that any family makes. The difference is that they're in a habit of regularly tidying up after themselves. And so they don't let those messes get out of control. In the same way, the Christian life 
in the Christian life, we have to regularly tidy up and confess our sin. So confess your sin to one another. And the only, the only caveat I'd, I'd put on this is that, uh, is that I wanna, I, you should be aware of the temptation to gossip or badmouth your family. What I'm not doing here is I'm not, I'm not writing a blank check to go out and air all of your family's dirty laundry with all of your friends uh, because Larson said so. I'm not encouraging you to go to your friends and confess someone else's, someone else in your family's sin. I'm also not encouraging you to subvert the spiritual authority that God's placed in your life. So children, wives, God has established your husband and father as the spiritual leader in your home. So kids, if you have a sin issue, more often than not, your dad is going to be the best person to go to. Dads, be the kind of father whose kids want to come to you when they have a sin problem. Wives, your husband should typically be the first person to go to. He may not have all the answers. In fact, he often will not. And if he's wise, he'll recognize that and encourage you to go talk to someone else. We all need other people outside of our family at times. The good news is that in your baptism, you were united with Christ and brought into his family. And that's not some spiritual heavenly family. That family is here. It's right here, right now. These people sitting around you in this building here today, those are the family that you've been bound together with through your baptism. And so if you're struggling with sin, don't just keep it to yourself. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh, yeah.